welcome to the Dr. Christian Heim podcast, where we're living for preventative mental health, love and compassion. Good to have your company. I'm Caroline Heim, and today we are continuing our series taken directly from the monthly live Q&As that Dr. Heim does on the iHealth radio channel in New York with our charismatic host, Hurricane H. Now, in this episode, Dr. Heim talks about what you can and you can't do about the financial doom and gloom that's all around us, and then looks at an historical perspective on affluence. He finishes off talking about gratitude, and this is where it gets really interesting, as he gives details about how you can get your brain to breathe through the stress in the part of the brain called the orbitofrontal cortex. This is great and really practical. Let's listen in. How can people deal with the financial changes floating around currencies and banks to avoid anxiety, stress, and outbursts that can lead to crime and, and or suicide? Uh, you know, recently we've heard, you know, there's a lot of, I guess, noise on social media and stuff about banks shutting down. Uh, I'm not sure in Australia, but in the US, we've, we've heard of, of some big banks that, that had issues. And people are starting to chime in and, and, and given the doomsday, you know, model concept and people are already panicking. Uh, what is, what can we tell people about that? And, and you know, from a psychiatry, you know, uh, uh, concept. Okay, thank you very much for the question, Hurricane. Oh, Megan, that was Megan. Megan? Okay, yeah, thanks very much for the question, Megan, because, uh, yeah, the world seems big and dangerous and um, it looks like we're heading towards doomsday. So there are two things that I want to talk about there. Firstly, and this is the basis of all of psychotherapy that we do in psychiatry and psychology, it is based on a very big insight, and that is differentiating what we as individuals can do something about and what we can't do anything about. And so there are a lot of doomsday predictions that has to do with things that we can't do anything about. And if we focus on that, then we can be led down into depression and anxiety. However, if you can ask yourself, what can I do? Who can I stay in relationship with you uh, with? And uh, what people around me uh, can make life meaningful and worthwhile, not only for you, Megan, but also for the people around you, then you change your focus and all of a sudden you're protected from depression and anxiety. So that becomes a choice. And it's actually, this is all based on something by a Stoic philosopher called Epictetus in the second century that all of our psychotherapy is based on. But I want to give you something actually more important and something more immediate right for you, Megan, okay? We have these problems at the moment in the world because we live in the most prosperous time of all of human history. We have never had it this good, and it's only because we're used to having it so good that we get really worried when it doesn't go quite as good as we'd like it to. Only 200 years ago, the survival age of a human was somewhere around 35 to 40. 35 to 40, whereas now our survival rates are getting around 80 to 85. And that's because we live in an amazing society. Never in the history of all of humankind have we been able to drag people out of poverty at the rate that we're doing it at the moment and never have our lives had the potential to be so good. So in a way, it's a gap between what we know we could achieve and where we actually are. So 
I'm bringing us to a very important idea that's called gratitude. And so this is focusing on how good we have it and what we can do and the love that we can share with the people around us rather than focusing on how badly things are going and how the world is coming to an end. So in other words, all the good years that we have had and all the good experiences that we have had and all the people that we have loved in our family and friends, all those experiences cannot be taken away from us. They make part of our, all of our life journeys. And so I'd encourage you, Megan, to be grateful for that, which will give you the strength to help face some of the uncertainties, because there are there are a lot of uncertainties in this world, including the financial ones around the world, and to keep going to finding usefulness and meaning in your life. Well, thank you, Doctor. So, so you know, it's amazing. This this touches on the resilience concept, right? Um, because technically, um, we all know that things can happen. Bad things can happen in society. Yes. And they do happen every now and then, no matter what. I mean, we're talking financial, we have pandemic, and there's war that looms around. There's all kinds of these things that happen all the time. So the idea is that as a whole, we you're right. I mean, we haven't had this great, you know, I guess financial gain and, and stability over, you know, the previous centuries. Now it's more relevant than ever. But but at the same time, I would say that we should not panic. And I, I always work with no panic, you know, concept. Because I think that's the first problem that we all um, react with. Like, you know, we panic and then we lose our cool and then everything else becomes like, you know, a chaotic, you know, environment. And we shouldn't do that. Right. I mean, again, I'm not an expert, but that's just something that I, I apply personally. You know, like, no matter what circumstances, I just pose, take a deep breath, evaluate. And what's the worst that can happen? As you said, doctor, you know, things can go bad. We've, we've experienced a, a small little recession in 2008. We've had, you know, a few ones before that in the century. And it's ups and downs. And some people are getting, you know, more affected than others. But at the end of the day, I think there's plenty of opportunity. Now, if the financial system collapses, I'm sure there's going to be some alternative mode that's going to happen. And we're going to have, maybe we're going to trade stuff. Goods, I don't know. But but we yeah. have to be prepared to, for the worst. And then I think at that point, no matter what we face with, you know, or, or face with, it's not going to phase us. Yeah. So I'm going to take what you just said there, Hurricane, because you said something very important there. And uh, you said we've got to take a deep breath. And I'm going to go inside the brain to see what we can actually do so that Megan can actually make the choice for gratitude rather than worry, because it's actually not an easy choice to make. So I'm going to ex explain what happens. So uh, you said you, you stop and take a breath. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when you stop and take a breath, it's like you pause your life just for a few seconds to consider where am I going to go next? So I want to take you to a very special part of your brain. It's called the orbitofrontal cortex. Orbito basically means the eye. Frontal means right at the front. So it's a part of the brain that is right in the front here, close to your eyes. In fact, it's just above your eyes. And here's the thing about it. The orbitofrontal cortex is the very front part of your brain. So when you arrive at a party, your orbitofrontal cortex gets there first. Your nose gets there just a little bit before your orbitofrontal cortex. But here's the thing. Your orbitofrontal cortex guides you in the direction that you are going. And the latest science shows that this life is not random at all, but we actually make choices and we make 
choices based on what we want and our intentions so that a possible future collapses into a choice and an action or a word that we say that then moves us in a certain direction. All right. So in your orbitofrontal cortex, the purpose of your orbitofrontal cortex is to make decisions. If you make a decision for worry, then you set up a whole lot of brain circuits that put you into fight and flight mode that put adrenaline and noradrenaline into your system so that you are breathing shallow, so that your heart rate is up and so that you get really quite tense. And it gets to the stage where you can't think and you can't sleep. But if in your orbitofrontal cortex, you make a decision to become grateful, that releases the brain chemical dopamine in your brain. It releases serotonin and endorphins so that you actually feel more calm and you're actually able to breathe deeper and think more clearly. So by doing what you said to just stop and take a breath, you already start to prepare the calming side of our nervous system to be active. It also gives you a few seconds to consciously make that decision. And that's a hard decision to make, Megan. It's a hard decision to make. And I battle with it every day, but I do. I make the decision, go for gratitude, go for gratitude. And just saying that, you will feel that your brain is already under the influence of dopamine, serotonin, beta endorphins, and your breathing rate comes down, your heart rate comes down just a little, but the more that you do it, the more you go, right, I'm calm. I can choose to move forward and do what I can do in this amazing thing called life. Yes, breathe. Now, these tips can be used whenever you're experiencing stress, and don't we all experience stress? Please don't underestimate how much anxiety we're all still carrying from the lost COVID years. The world has changed, but there is hope. Press into that. If you like these podcasts, please subscribe and recommend them to others. Catch you next time, and don't forget to breathe.